0: Hi there. Welcome to Living in Your Vision. I'm your host, Haley Miller. And if you stumbled upon this podcast, it was certainly by no accident. You finding this podcast means you are ready to fully embody your most authentic desires and your most authentic self. My guests and I are here to guide you and provide you tools to step in to the reality you've always dreamed of having. There's no more holding back. There's no more what-ifs. There's no more I can'ts. This is your gateway to learning how to not hold back any longer and with that being said let's drop in welcome back to living in your vision i am super stoked for today's episode which i always am i'm always excited for podcast day and i feel like i say that at the at the beginning of every single podcast intro anyways my friend crystal and i are gonna be discussing this holistic concept called human design if you're not familiar with human design, basically it's a tool used to help you recognize your innate gifts and traits so that you can be who you truly came here to be on this earth. I would say it's quite similar to a personality test, enneagrams, and even astrology, but it goes much deeper and I find it much simpler to follow as when you put in the information of your name, birthday, birth time, and location, you will receive this whole guide that tells you about your energy type. Now, it's not something that you directly follow because this is your life and you get to discover it in the way that you want, but Human Design does give you this guide to help you in making aligned decisions, listening to signals when you are out of alignment, and how you interact with different types, and it's super fascinating. I've experimented with this tool quite a bit this year and have found tremendous shifts within myself. I've actually put a link in this description so that you can put in those four components into this website that will tell you your human design type. It will be super helpful for you to know your type before listening to this episode, so go ahead and do that. If you can't or you don't want to, Totally cool, this is also just a really informative podcast to tell you about what human design is and how it can really help you stay in alignment with who you are. Super excited to give a warm welcome to Miss Crystal, so let's dive in. Alrighty, awesome. Crystal, thank you so much for being here. I'm so pumped to have you on and dive into, honestly, one of my new favorite things to talk about and dive into. And that being human design, I don't think many people know about it quite yet, I think it is pretty new. So um, that's why I brought you on here today so that we can kind of use that as um, a better to like better understand what human design is and use it as a guide to really better understand ourselves. And I found it so beneficial. And I'm so honored to have found you specifically to come on the podcast and talk about it. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share whatever it is that you want to know about human design, really. (laughs) Yeah,
0: this is super exciting. And it's, again, it's played such a huge role in my life this past year, and I'm ready to share about it. I'm ready to talk about it and get people into it because it has been so immensely helpful on guiding me on what feels most aligned and what feels most authentic to me. So, just starting with who you are, let's get to know you and how you got into this whole realm of human design.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, my name is Crystal. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, um, but I'm currently living in Barcelona and I'm a human design teacher and guide, helping people really just understand their unique energy, their unique energetic blueprint so that they can live their most authentic life in a way that feels good for them because sometimes it's like what's the point of alignment well the point is so that you feel good in the way that you're moving through so that you open the path to least resistance right you know society kind of conditions us to feel that life has to be this certain type of hard in order for us to be where we want to be in order for us to achieve what we want to achieve in life but you know through human design we learn that it doesn't have to be that way there are ways that we are designed to do things um that can still allow us to call in that abundance, that success, that fulfillment in a way that is, you know, just a lot more flowy and, you know, quote unquote easier.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's cool. So what was it that brought you here? Exactly. What was it that was like, okay, I want to get into human design specifically. Like how did it resonate with you so well to make it like
1: your career? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. of course. Um, So yeah, when I first heard about human design, it kind of came across to me as like just another, you know, self-assessment test. It was almost like another MBTI, another personality test, another thing, kind of like astrology. But it wasn't until I kind of hit this energetic rock bottom in my previous business as a business coach. And I was just like pushing really, really hard, um, trying to make things work in my business. Um, I left my nine to five. And so at the time I was just kind of in that desperation mode trying to do all the things listening to all the marketing gurus and all the sales gurus all the business coaches in the online space copying the things that they're doing and it just you know it didn't work out that well for me at all right uh right and so when i started to actually apply the learnings and apply the strategy from human design that i was introduced to a couple of months prior that's when things completely shifted for me because really the whole basis of human design is that we're all different and that you know the way that we should do things in life should also be different so that it does come a lot easier for us and so again like as you know with human design and how you've probably experimented with it yourself it's when you actually live the teachings and start integrating the different things into your life that you start to feel that shift. And for us as projectors, right, you know, the online space, it's filled with advice for people that have that sustainable um, life force energy that have that ability to go, go, go. But as projectors, it's like when we try to keep up with that, when we try to work in that way, we just find ourselves in situations where we're totally burnt out, frustrated um, in that comparison mode. It's like, why aren't things working for me? And so that's when, you know, just applying again, that projector strategy, taking that step back. Embodying that projector energy and not forcing myself to keep up with that pace, not forcing myself to post on Instagram every single day just because I thought I should, you know, moving away from the shoulds and that urgency, that scarcity mode of action. That was the biggest game changer for me when it came to human design. And that's really, you know, what I wanted to bring to others making this my career making this you know part of my business because it's like if it could be that game changing for me in terms of how I manage my energy in terms of how I feel about my business you know not just on an energetic level but more so trusting myself trusting my intuition trusting what I know is right for me and not all the outside noise this is something that I think Everyone should at least like entertain, you know. And I mean, of course, it's not for everyone, but at least if you're in that situation where it's like, there, you know, we should know that there are options, there are other ways to do things. And that's really what human design is all about finding your way of doing things.
0: Yes. And that's, oh my gosh, that's so true. That's exactly what it's done for me. You pulled the words out of my mouth of like (laughs) what being a projector, you know, just the society implements this like go, go, go mechanism. And that's what we need to follow because that's how you become successful quote unquote. And it's like, actually, no. And it wasn't until I found human design that I'm not a person that's supposed to be go, go, go. And I hope that somebody else that listens to this will find their way. That's not go, go, go. Or it's like finding that balance like you were talking Mm -hmm. about because moving away from go, go, go to just being in flow and, really being in, we're going to talk about all these things too, but being an emotional (laughs) um, projector as well, like I'm constantly living in my highs and lows. So it's finding that neutral space and getting myself back. And it's so amazing to be able to use this as a tool, like day-to-day to decision-making, to to how how to bring myself back. Um, And I found that it really resonates and it's absolutely amazing. So just basic question here, what is human design? Let's just start there.
1: Yeah. So human design is basically a system for self-discovery, self-awareness, and it's a synthesis of both ancient and modern sciences. So when we talk about ancient sciences, it's really all about those ancient wisdom. So astrology, specifically the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, uh, the chakra system, and quantum mechanics. And all of these things really come together to give you a lot really a ton of unique insights around you know, who you are at your deepest layer, at your deepest core beneath any layers of conditioning that we might have taken on over the years. And so in the most basic sense, human design is really that roadmap of your unique energetic blueprint um, and tells you, not really tells you, but it really gives you insight to discover who it is that you truly are and not what other people expect of you or, you know, just all of that stuff that we tend to take on. And it also is not just a self-discovery tool, but really um, so many different things like an energy management tool gives you the, uh, you know, really teaches you the ways to learn to make decisions that are aligned for you, that are aligned with your truth and ultimately lead you to the most fulfilling. And I guess you could say really most feel good path for you most meaningful path for you
0: yes yes and that's like the coolest thing about this is that there's actually this like written out like almost like plan for you this guide to help you lean into it and what's amazing mm-hmm. is that it's your name the time you were born the date and the location, and I'm going to actually put a link in here so that people can actually go in and find out what their human design is. Cause now I want to move on to the d- different types. Cause we were just talking nice. about, okay, we're projectors and they're like, okay, what the heck is that? So, <laughs> uh, um, let's talk about the five different types. And also I want my audience to be able to go to that link. And then once you put in that information, you'll be able to figure out which of the five, I believe types there are. So,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are five different types. Um, you know, if you look at traditional human design, they'll say that there are four and one of them is a subtype, but without getting into like any of the technical details, I, I like to say that there are five types as well, because they're just, the differences are there. And so it just, it makes it easier to explain and to just discuss the differences. Right. So right. first of all, there are generators manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. And so I'll go kind of in order of the most common to the least common and just give you a short little breakdown of the different characteristics of each type. But starting with the generators um, and manifesting generators, this is the group that makes up 67% of the population. Um, This is really what our work environment is kind of based off of that Long, you know, that sustainable energy working these kind of nine to five hours. And it's not to say that all generators and MGs love to work these long hours, but it's just to say that they have this sustainable energy and endurance that they're able to keep up with that uh, type of rhythm. They're known as the great builders. So they're here to really create what it is that they love, create what lights them up inside. And because of this sustainable energy, they have this gift of really being able to master whatever it is you know be a master of their craft um it's really that gift of mastery and you know especially with generators they have this kind of more methodical way of doing things so that's kind of what their their gift is whereas manifesting generators are a little bit if i were to say the differences between the two manifesting generators are a bit more impatient they're a bit more kind of fast moving um and so they have this gift of efficiency because they're able to see what steps can be skipped in order to complete you know a project a task or whatever it is that that they're trying to get done and so they have that gift of efficiency and again like these two types are really the energizer bunnies of all the aura types. And so it's really a gift for them. They're really just here to follow what lights them up inside and create based on that, right? Next, we have our projectors and projectors make up around 20% of the population. And so this is you and I, and of course, for anyone listening, projectors are you know very insightful, very intuitive. They tend to have a lot of what we call openness in human design so um they really have this way of understanding or like have this unique perspective on things right and so this makes them really great guides so they're really known as the guides of human design they're here to lead the world in a new direction you know they're the new paradigm leaders that are here to show us anyway and so what makes them different uh, what really makes them different from generators and manifesting generators is that they have um, a lack of that sustainable life force, workforce energy. And so here we have like, you know, a ton of projectors in the world, not knowing that they don't have the same kind of energetic mechanism, so to speak. And they're trying to keep up with this fast paced way of doing things, um, this like kind of marathon way of doing things when really what they need is to take a break and to take a step back. And just step more into being. They're here to teach the rest of us how to be wise about the use of energy and how to work more efficiently. Um, Because you'll find, you know, in the workplace, projectors can get things done very quickly. They can, you know, give them four hours and they'll get the same thing done as someone else does and maybe eight. But the problem with that is that they're not meant to sustain that level of that rhythm really for a long period of time. And they're here to just take that step back and, you know, embrace that self-care embrace yes. that relaxation right yes.
0: and I don't know about you but I did not used to believe in breaks I used to just be no. like, go 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 and I would be tired all the time and I'm like why am I tired I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and it's like actually no you're not <laughs>
1: yeah I don't know if you've ever said this but I used to say like I'll sleep when I'm dead and I'm like oh god I, yes. I cannot hear I did I did oh. Oh, and, and that you know it didn't really lead me anywhere too far but yeah, that's a common problem with a lot of projectors. We have this capacity to take in energy from other people and amplify it in that way. And so we think we're these, you know, super energetic beings sometimes, but once we kind of step away away from that person, we just find ourselves totally depleted and we don't know why we start to blame ourselves. And so it's really, really important to just focus on finding your own rhythm, recognizing those signs of exhaustion when you see them and working smarter, not harder. And I say this, I mean, I think that applies to really all the types, like who wants to work harder when they can work smarter, right? But um, this is especially important for projectors because of that lack of that sustainable workforce energy. And so again, because of their, their openness, they have this, what we call this focused and penetrating aura. They kind of have this ability to really see and recognize other people for what they're good at, recognize other people for their gifts and talents. And that's, Again, that's something that they're here to share with the rest of the world as well. And so next we have our manifestors and manifestors make up around 9% of the population. These are the initiators. These are the the leaders, the traditional leaders that you would think, um, the change makers, the innovators, and they just have this very powerful presence. They're here to really make an impact in this world. That's what they came here to do. That's what their gift is. They don't necessarily need other people to help them create that impact. So they also have this um, gift of independence, I guess you could say. And so you'll notice that manifestors, well, again, like they do have this ability to act independently, you know, they have that powerful presence to kind of push other people out of the way (laughs) and do their own thing but similar to projectors they do not have that sustainable energy and so what that can do especially if they have what's called the defined heart which is or defined will which is all about that willpower um what They can often find themselves in is a situation where they're just constantly pushing through but they don't have the gas to bring them forward so they they also have that capacity to burn out similar to projectors and so if you were to compare them to the generators the generators and mgs are more like the marathon runners whereas the manifestors are the sprinters and so of course sprinters need a lot more breaks than a marathon runner would In order to sustain that that energy right so that's something that's really important for them and then last but not least we have the reflectors and they're also known as you know the mirrors they kind of reflect back who we are how the rest of the world is doing that's what they're here to do and again they're if you ever look at a body graph chart they're the ones that have no um colored On them, And so they are just very open. They're very receptive, so to speak. And they constantly take in energy from their environment, from the people around them, and they amplify it and they reflect it back. And so this makes them very sensitive, very wise, and it gives them this gift to really understand others as if they were in their shoes, as if they were them in that way. And so there you have the five, I guess you could say, aura types, energy types, you'll hear them used interchangeably. So those are the five that uh five types of human design
0: yeah and that's really cool you also have videos that i want to actually tell people about that you have youtube videos out that go in depth about each of these a little bit more too um Mm -hmm. that's really fascinating and really worth looking into so those who want to go into the chart and figure out who they are crystal has some awesome videos that has a little bit more depth to each of those types so if you're interested in that definitely go look at those going back to the reflectors i have yet to actually meet a reflector (laughs) not that i'm like okay let me meet every single person and figure out your birth time your all the things and figure out if you're a reflector but like i don't know anybody yet that is and it's so interesting because they are the rarest type and so i'm really intrigued to like meet one and be like okay what are you gonna what do you bring to the table you know
1: it's funny because whenever I have a reading with the reflector, it's almost like you're, I mean, technically from, I guess a technical standpoint, you're essentially meeting yourself because they're your mirrors. They're a reflection of you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so depending on like, especially what you have defined or what else is going on within you, it's almost like sometimes they're just kind of reflecting that back. And I've heard, um, there's this workshop that they were having done or one of my mentors was having and they put a reflector at the front of the room and had everyone kind of stand up in front of that reflector and you know like every person would have a different experience of just standing in front of that reflector like you'd have some people that would cry some people that would just like start laughing and you know it's just everyone will experience them differently because they're really, again, just that mirror for the rest of us. And so whenever I've had a reader with, or a reading with a reflector, it's almost like, okay, well, I hope that they're happy because then that's a good sign that, you know, things right. are going well for me. Right? <laughs> so yeah, I know it's, it's funny.
0: It is funny. I, I, I would be really intrigued to meet one and see like, okay, what is, what's coming back at me? You know, like what is, what is this mirror image that's coming up? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. So now I kind of want to talk about the chart. You had mentioned the chart and a little bit in the last question and like, what does the chart really like entail? Where do, what are the energy centers? If people were to pull up that chart, could you give us like a basic rundown of like the gates and maybe the channels and each of those centers, maybe what open is and what closed is undefined,
1: all those things. Yeah. So I'll do my best to kind of give a quick summary because I actually have like a, a full on training for this, um, Yes, <laughs> uh, which you can also find on YouTube, but uh, I guess to start off basically when you look at your chart what you'll see is kind of like this human like figure in the middle and that's what we call the body graph you know some people call it the life chart as well and that is a representation of the specific energies that that you bring to the table or that you came here with so wherever you see something that's colored in on your chart Um, then that is what's fixed and consistent for you. That's kind of like who you came here to be, the specific gifts that you came here to share with the world. Whereas where it's white, this is more where you're receptive to the energies that are coming in. This is where you experience things with more inconsistency, more variability. And so one of the things that you'll want to know just altogether is that you do have all of the nine centers that you see. So when you look at the shapes in that little human figure, these are called energy centers. And each of these energy centers pertain to a particular theme or physical body part similar to the chakra system. So this is where that came from. And so going from the top to the bottom, you have the head center or the crown center sitting at the very top. Right beneath it, you have the ajna. Um, Sorry, the head center is really what represents inspiration and questions. Just below that, you have the Ajna, which represents um, concepts and answers. So, there, and I just wanted before I go into all of them, like there are some similarities to the chakra systems in terms of themes, but it's not like one for one. Um, And you'll notice that there are differences as well. And so, with the throat center uh, below the Ajna, it's all about communication and manifestation. Then, just below that, you have the G center, also known as the self center, which represents love, direction, and identity. And then just below that, there's like a little tiny triangle, um, and this is called the Heart Center, also known as the Will Center or the Ego Center. So every teacher has like their own specific terms for this as well, so it can kind of get confusing at times to keep track. But um, yeah, so the Heart Center is all about willpower, self-esteem, self-worth, Uh, just below that there's another kind of like square right below it uh, that's called the sacral center or the sacral center and it's all about that life force workforce creative energy uh, sexual energy as well Um, and then on the left side of that you'll see one you'll see two actually on both sides you'll see two brown triangles so on one side you have the spleen which is what represents you know Well being, um, instinct, intuition. And then on the other side, you'll have the solar plexus or the emotional center. And this is obviously all about emotions, feelings, passion. And then lastly, at the very bottom, you'll see this brown square, um, or it'll be white in your chart, but if it's defined, it's a brown square. And this is what represents pressure, stress, adrenaline. And it's really all about initiating as well and that pressure to do things, right? And so of course, depending on whether it's defined. So when it's colored in, it's called defined. And if it's white, then it's called undefined or open. Then that's going to give you an indicator of how you experience that energy in your life. So where it's defined, this is fixed and consistent for you. This is um, what you would consider more of like a natural talent, natural gift. Whereas the white centers or wherever it's white in your chart, this is where it's kind of more variable. Um, It's more intermittent. So it's not on 24-7, but it's where you're here to learn and to be wise and really where you're here to experience that flexibility and play with life, really. Some people like to say that the white centers and the white areas are our teachers in this lifetime, whereas Mm. the, you know, the colored in parts are the student. That's who we are, right? So it's interesting to think of it that way as well. And so connecting all of these these shapes that you see on your chart, so those energy centers, you have the channels, right? So these channels, there's 36 of them, each of them with, with a specific flavor of energy, um, and then at the openings of each of the channels, so within the energy centers, are what we call gates, and there's 64 gates. And of course, like we will not have time to go over every right. single one of the <laughs> gates, but just to kind of give you an idea, um, each of the gates, their general theme relates to the theme of that particular energy center. So one of the ways that I like to teach the gates is to teach them not by like the order of the number. So there's one through 64, but to teach them by their particular energy center, because then you can kind of see the patterns and the themes between the particular gates that lie within those energy centers, right? So yeah, that's pretty much what you're looking at when you're looking at the chart. And then of course there's like the red side and the black side. Um, So (laughs) where it's black, this is basically your conscious traits. These are things that you are aware of, um, things that are gonna be in your conscious awareness, whereas the red side represents more of your unconscious traits or your genetic inheritance. And these are things that are more so that automatic script that runs in the background that we're not necessarily aware of, but in this lifetime, of course, you know, and through human design, we have that opportunity to really see them and to observe them play out in our life. Right. So it's really interesting to see it that way. Some people even like to say that these are our past life traits as well. Mm. So it's interesting to see that.
0: It is so interesting. And it's so fascinating, just like how much depth is in this as oh, like yeah. <laughs> we could like literally, I mean, this is what you do for a living. Like this could literally be a whole lifetime of like understanding and yeah. information and things like that. But What I find really cool about it is it's a guide to really help you with, like we talked about coming back to like your truest, most authentic self. It's really a guide to help you better understand how to make um, decisions. And that's something that I've really used a lot since I've got into Mm -hmm. human design. And I guess that's really what I want to move into next. Like, how can we use this human design mechanism of like, what's defined, what's undefined, like really use it to understand how we can make decisions most aligned with our type
1: and who we are. Of course. Um, So yeah, in human design, each of us have um, a unique authority and our authority is basically our, uh, how we're uniquely designed to make aligned decisions, right? So, you know, a lot of the times when we talk about making intuitive decisions and intuition, a lot of the times people tell us, you know, just follow your gut but not everyone necessarily gets that similar response or not everyone is really designed to to listen to you know to get that type of response when it comes to their intuition and so human design kind of gives you insight into how you specifically connect to or experience your intuition in order to arrive to your truth, in order to gain clarity on what's true for you so that you can make those aligned decisions. Because a lot of the time, um, especially in our society, right? It's like, we're kind of conditioned to make these logical choices, to make those pros and cons lists and choose the decision that is more, that makes the most sense, right? Either to, and like, really, who is that For you know, we try we try to make the decisions that make the most sense to either, um, you know, the people around us, the people that we're trying to please at any certain time, the way that we want others to perceive us. But with human design, authority is how you connect to your own intuition, so that you can make those choices that are authentic to you, that are true for you. Because ultimately, it's those decisions or that truth that's going to lead you to the most fulfillment. It's going to lead you to you really unraveling your purpose in the way that you were designed to in a way that is going to be um, magical for you. That's going to feel good for you. Right. And so when we lean into our authority for decision-making, whether it's in our day-to-day life, whether it's in our business, especially that's what's going to really open the path to least resistance when it comes to navigating not only our own energy, but really our own fulfillment and who it is that we came here to be and really that path that we came here to take as well. So um that's really where human design comes in. It gives you the tools to really learn and also experiment with. I would never say like when it comes to human design, you're going to get a ton of information kind of thrown at you, right? Mm-hmm. And what I always say, and what you know the creator of human design always says as well, Ruhu, is that, you know, you don't have to believe a word that I say, but really just start to experiment with it and see if it does work for you, see if it does align with you and resonate with you. And most of the people that do end up, you know, making those intuitive decisions, trusting themselves, there's nothing bad that really can come out of that it's all about empowerment at the end of the day, right? And making the right choices for you.
0: Yes. And it's really cool because being able to just really understand like what feels good and making in the decision-making process just is like amazing. Like I just, before I even understood human design or personal development, like I would just follow this status quo, the thing that I was supposed to do. And it wasn't until I like like, okay, I'm going to experiment this, like, I'm going to try out this human design thing, I'm going to see if this works. And it's pretty amazing to see what actually aligns. And it is about Mm -hmm. like, seeing what resonates with you. And that's something I actually wanted to kind of point out is like, you know, kind of you see this like a personal assessment, like you said, and it's kind of like, okay, is this right? Is this true? And it's like, well, is the question is it true for you? Does this resonate with you? And I really believe in taking what you want and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. And when I feel like when we lean into that, um, these self-assessments or whether that be personality tests, the types or human design, we can really use it to our benefit when we just take what resonates with us. And I think that's what's amazing about human design is just experiment and just trying it out and seeing what works
1: a hundred percent. And I feel like in this era kind of that we're living in, but we're moving away from, um, we value a lot, logic, uh, certainty, you know, needing Mm. that system, that perfect system that is the most accurate that is, you know, and the thing is like, there's no such thing as a system or, anything that gives us that precision with 100 accuracy that gives us yes. that like the answer the key to life life is a mystery no matter how much we try to dig into it we're going to find ourselves going in circles with it and so you know sometimes there are of course those critics that are like okay well is this scientifically proven like is it you know 100 percent whatever but with anything that has to do with the non-physical world there's, you know, there's only so much science and proof that we can get from that. And so it's all about the fastest way to finding our truth, to finding your truth is to experiment with it and to see if it works for you, to see if it resonates with with that for you. And if it does, then that is real. That's as, as That's as real as, you know, anything else in this world, right? Even if we can't see it.
0: Yes, exactly. It's, if it feels good, that's what it is. It's if it feels good, like that is just as real as this microphone in front of me, as real as Mm -hmm. this computer, as real as you, as real as I, like the feelings are there, they exist. They're an actual thing. And when you find those things that really resonate with you, it's like, you can really narrow down your focus to what's actually for you and what feels really good. And I guess that really leads me to my next question is how do we know that we're living in alignment with our type. I know that whatever feels good, but I know we can actually understand too. there's like human design signals for each type. Like we know when we're not living in alignment. For me, and I think for you too, as a projector, we're bitterness, bitterness is it for Mm -hmm. me. I, if I'm not following in my type, I am a very bitter being. And so I kind of want to dive into that a little bit.
1: Yeah, of course. And so, yeah, you hit it on the nail. And so each type basically has what we call, I guess you could say themes or signposts as to whether or not they're living in alignment to really their truth. Um, <clears throat> and so with generators that, well, okay, so taking a step back, <laughs> <laughs> when a type is not living in alignment to their authentic self or their authentic truth, then we call this the not self. It's in other words, the inauthentic self or exactly the inauthentic self. hmm And so when we start to move away from what's authentic for us, when we start to make decisions that are not in alignment to our truth, then that's when we experience what we call the not self theme. And so for generators, this theme is this general sense of frustration. So it's when they're trying to like force things to happen when, you know, society tells us that we need to constantly be taking action. So when they're constantly trying to force things and trying to push for things to happen using up all their energy and nothing's working for them, then they have this ability to get stuck or not this ability, this tendency to get stuck and experience just this chronic frustration, right? And then so with projectors, that theme of, you know, trying to be seen, trying to be heard and trying to like make things happen in the same way as everyone else. And, you know, it doesn't end up working for them. That's when they'll experience this not self theme of bitterness, right? For manifestors, this theme is anger. So when they're here, again, to make impact, to create what it is that they want in this world, and if they're repressing that that urge, that need to say the things that they want to say, do the things that they want to do, that's when this kind of resentment can build up. Or even when they're trying to do things and people, they feel like other people are holding them back or they're getting in their way, then that's when this kind of theme of anger um surfaces right and then for reflectors that not self-theme is disappointment and this can happen when they have all these expectations of how they think things should be and of course with their openness they're going to experience things in so many different ways life is always you know every single day is different for them and so when they kind of set their expectations according to how other people have maybe conditioned them to to think, to expect, right, then that's when they can tend to experience this not-self theme of disappointment. So you have these not-self themes that tell you when you're kind of out of alignment. And I always like to say and just remind people that these not-self themes, they're not inherently bad. They're not things that you need to avoid with, like, you know, avoid 100% they're unavoidable, they're going to happen, but they're just kind of like little taps on the back from the universe telling you that something can be looked at a little bit more closely, right? And so those are just kind of like the general themes. Of course, there's, you want to also consider it's like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel exhausted? Do you feel chronically stressed? These are, again, also signs that the universe is telling you that something is out of alignment or something can be looked at a little bit more closely, right? Yes, And so that's how I like to at least distinguish the difference.
0: Yeah. And it's so cool because it's like our body is literally like giving us a signal like, hey, you know what? This isn't what we typically do. This isn't really, um, really isn't what you want to do. Um, And it's so fascinating because I think just with the spiritual world and personal development world, I think human design just being a component. Our body is such a GPS and such a great guide to really understand how to live our best life And we just like you said, we can feel and just kind of take a step back from the external and bring our attention in and just be like, okay, what is my body actually telling me because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for what we already know and what our bodies and heart and mind mm-hmm. can do for us because um, we are taught to look, externally look for that validation, make sure that we are doing things right. Because you know, there's this written out societal plan that's worked well for some. And we feel so drawn to look outside rather than inside but like adding human design to your life and you kind of just pay attention and experiment with it. It's so fascinating what you feel, what you understand Mm -hmm. about yourself. And it's like, wow, like I actually know more than I thought. 100%.
1: 100%. It's and exactly that. <laughs>
0: it, it's just so, it's so cool. I just, that's exactly why I do what I do. Because when we can just pay attention to ourselves, I think that's where we're gonna, that's gonna be the way we get to where we wanna go. Beyond this being your career, how has human design like helped guide you to the authentic self that you are? Like, how did you, How has this played such a huge role in you being where you are today?
1: Um, For me, I think the area of my life where it left the most impact was number one, my business, um, because I was that type of person where, you know, this is like new territory for me Mm -hmm. um, being a business owner, right? So it's like, you're always looking for someone else to maybe model or like someone to inspire you on how to do things. And it's like, you almost don't like, I didn't have that trust. Within myself, I didn't believe that, you know, I could choose what really whatever, else, like whatever I wanted, whatever felt good for me and have that work for me. And so it gave me permission to make those aligned decisions to only do those aligned strategies and aligned, you know, quote unquote tactics. Um, and, you know, say no to all the things that felt weird and unaligned and icky for me. Right. So that was like a huge thing. And then also um, really just energetically, it taught me, not taught me, I would say that it gave me the tools to really embody that peace and that patience and not act from this place of urgency and scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's almost like I knew that I had problems with impatience. I knew that I was really pushing myself uh, outside of my physical limits right and that's not good in the long term inevitably for any person that's going to lead to down a road of burnout probably us even faster because of us being projectors right but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, it gave me the tools and just something so simple as waiting for the invitation that strategy that projector strategy um just change things 360 degrees for me or 180. I don't know what the, basically the opposite, right? Not back in the same place, but it really, that just keeping that in mind and embodying that and not trying to like do, 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 and instead focusing on the learning, focusing on doing what lights me up, focusing on self-care, on having fun ultimately and sharing my knowledge from a place of passion, of, whatever it is, you know. That's really what got me to where I am now. And if it weren't for that instead of, and if if I was focusing on like, you know, what am I going to sell next? What am I going to do next? Like just freaking out and panicking and making decisions from that place, that would have kept me in the same spot. That would have kept me stuck. And so it was through human design, through strategy, really trusting the process because it is a catch-22. You have to kind of take a step back to really trust and see that doing less is actually going to work for you because we don't believe it at first. We think a lot of us, and for me at least, I felt disempowered at a certain point when I thought that, okay, I have to wait for the invitation. Like, what's that even mean? Um, But really, as you lean into it and as you experiment with it, it's so empowering to know that you don't have to constantly be out there Doing all the things in order to move forward, in order to feel good in your business, in order to be where you want to be, right? And I think that was like the most mind. I don't know if mind opening is like the word for it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it really shifted my perspective and it really got me to embody that energy of just standing strong in my worth, standing strong in what it is that I have to offer, and knowing that. People will see me, people will recognize me, and people will, you know, I guess in my business, want to work with me just from being me, just from sharing my gifts. And that's really the biggest thing.
0: And that's how you ended up here. I like yeah. inviting <laughs> you to be on the podcast. It's like yeah. you sharing and you following your passion and doing what feels right for you has got you to where you are. And it's Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. And I think that's the physical evidence there, right? Is like when you actually, it's not just about the feel good. Like that's, I believe the ultimate goal, right? Is just to feel good in this life and um, feel like you're fulfilling it the way that you'd like. But also like when you follow that strategy, you follow that human design chart, um, things like you start to notice over time, things start to fall into place in Mm -hmm. ways that you didn't imagine, but like just even better. you could imagine and so that is so cool and i'm so happy that you came on to share your story and share about human design i am so excited for people to check this out if they have It It it's an absolute game changer really i mean it's just one component that i bring into my life but it's been so helpful and so reassuring and so i hope others use this as an ultimate guide to help them feel good and bring them back to themselves. So Crystal, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much.
1: Thank you so much, Haley. It was an honor to be here. And yeah, I mean, if there's any other questions, just let me know. And you know where I am on Instagram.
0: Yes. And actually, I have one more question. Where can people find you? That's like this whole thing. If people want to learn more about human design and what you do, where can we find you?
1: Yes. Um, I think the best place is just Instagram. So my handle is at Crystal Alferrero and you can like leave that in the notes. I think it's a little long to (laughs) <laughs> to write out. My name's a little <laughs> long, sorry. Um, and yeah, Instagram, you can learn about my readings that I give. So I have one-to-one readings. I also offer a human design reader certification. So for anyone, especially anyone that wants to be a coach or any kind of service provider that wants to really learn how, really learn a tool to empower their clients, um, to really get to know their clients on a deeper level, human design is amazing for that. Um, so I do offer certifications for this as well and if you want to just learn more about human design before you decide to work with me i mean i would definitely recommend checking out my youtube channel and it has like everything from you know what is human design it has detailed videos on all the types on different types of authorities and even the chart itself so i go into a little bit more detail from what we discussed today um yeah there's a ton of free info there and yeah i think that's pretty much what I would go to first there's a lot of stuff so. yes
0: <laughs> well when we do these things we got to be everywhere right I mean yeah we have to do all the things okay well cool thank you so much Crystal and people I'm sure will definitely be checking you out after this podcast